How are you listening to this Catholic Gateway podcast episode? Maybe it's through Apple iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or some other podcast app. Maybe it's through your desktop computer or laptop. What we'd like you to do, though, is if you have a favorite podcast app, please go and subscribe. We can be found on those ones I mentioned or any number of other ones. If we're not on your favorite podcast app, let us know. We'll try to fix that. But we really want you to subscribe. That way you never miss an episode of the Catholic Gateway Podcast. You don't miss these weekly news updates. And coming very soon, we have a special season of the Catholic Gateway Podcast coming up. We're going to be looking at some young ladies here in the Archdiocese who have decided to join religious life. We're going to hear about the results of the annual Catholic Appeal. We're also going to talk to some priests here in the Archdiocese who spent a day tweeting their life. You may have seen the story in the St. Louis Review or heard about it here. Uh, Life as a priest was a big sensation, and we are going to have an episode on that coming up very soon. So we don't want you to miss any of these episodes. Make sure to subscribe through your favorite, favorite podcast app. And, and that way you'll, you'll get all this good content. And then also make sure to share it with your friends because, you know what, it might be the easiest evangelization you can do. Honoring emergency responders, crossing the Del Mar Divide, and cleaning a cemetery on this Catholic Gateway Podcast weekly news update for September 11th, 2017. Hello and welcome to this Catholic Gateway Podcast news update. I'm your host, Gabe Jones. Let's take a look at the news and events happening around the Archdiocese of St. Louis for the week of September 11th, 2017, the 16th anniversary of the terrorist attacks in New York, Washington, and Pennsylvania. As you're probably aware, the impact of Hurricane Harvey is still being felt in Texas. Meanwhile, Florida is reeling from Hurricane Irma. Catholic Charities of St. Louis is accepting donations to assist in the relief efforts of both disasters. Visit ccstl.org to donate. StLouisReview.com and archstl.org will have up-to-date coverage and information as the severe weather situation develops. They have a story published just today about a priest from the Archdiocese of St. Louis currently serving in the Archdiocese of the Military Services, and you can read about that at StLouisReview.com today. Archbishop Carlson honored emergency responders at the third annual Blue Mass on Sunday, September 10th. We hold up the gift of your lives, brothers and sisters, and your willingness to serve all of us, often placing others' lives and safety far above your own. And today we say thank you to you, but most importantly, we promise to pray for each one of you. The tradition of showing gratitude to emergency responders and their families with a blue mass began in 1934 and has continued throughout the United States, especially since the terrorist attacks of September 11, 2001. For more history about the blue mass, visit archstl.org slash blue mass. The second annual North City Deanery Pilgrimage, sponsored by the North City Deanery Interracial Relations Committee, took place this past Saturday, September 9th. The purpose of the event was to build relationships and combat racism within the Archdiocese of St. Louis and our region, according to organizer Joyce Jones. Um, This event uh, came about after um, the Mike Brown uh, crisis in 2014. 
our committee was put together so that uh, we could focus on things that would bring uh, reconciliation, awareness to the plight of uh, African Americans, the racial issue. Um, and so we decided that we wanted to do something. We started with uh, a pilgrimage and uh, it went over so well we decided that we were going to do it every year. And what we're trying to do is just bring attention to the racial divide that is St. Louis. Um, the Del Mar divide that people have talked about is a true thing. And so we want to bring attention to the fact that we as a people can come together. There can be reconciliation. There can be healing. The pilgrimage began at the clock tower at St. Louis University and ended with a closing prayer and reception at St. Alphonsus Liguori. Archbishop Carlson released a statement last week in regards to President Trump's reversal of the Deferred Action Against Childhood Arrivals policy, known as DACA. Archbishop Carlson said in the statement, quote, In the spirit of compassion and solidarity, today I join my brother Catholic bishops, religious and civic leaders, the larger Catholic community, and people of goodwill in supporting the estimated 800,000 young people who have benefited from the DACA program. Archbishop Carlson goes on to state in the release, quote, The Archdiocese of St. Louis will continue to be a place of welcome, service, and mutual hospitality, especially to the suffering and most vulnerable among us, unquote. The St. Louis Review has additional coverage. Catholic high schools in the Archdiocese of St. Louis continued to demonstrate high academic achievement with this year's ACT test results. Data released on September 7th by the Catholic Education Office showed the average composite score for the 2017 Catholic school graduates in the Archdiocese was 24.8. The statewide average for all Missouri schools was 20.4. The 2017 Catholic STL Communications Colloquium is quickly approaching. On Thursday, September 28th, more than 150 local communicators will gather at the Cardinal Regali Center to hear a variety of speakers on topics such as marketing through the use of social media, and how to align your communication strategy with the overall organizational strategy. If you are in a communications position in, with a parish, Catholic agency, ministry, or simply want to know more about communications, please go to archstl.org colloquium to register. And now here are the five quintessential stories from the St. Louis Review, handpicked by the staff for you to share and discuss this week. You can find these stories at stlouisreview.com slash five things, that's a numeral five things, or in the paper dated September 11th, 2017. As mentioned at the beginning of this episode, Archbishop Carlson released a statement regarding DACA. Joe Kenny has a story on how local St. Louisans are involved in the DACA policy, including Vivian Garcia, a freshman at St. Louis Community College at Forest Park, who wants to be a lawyer and go into politics or some form of governmental leadership. Garcia came to the United States from Mexico as an undocumented immigrant at age three. She didn't even realize that was a problem until she was a freshman at Rosati Kane High School and other students began talking about getting driver's permits. See how dreamers are being potentially affected by the rescinding of DACA in Joe's story. The school year has just begun and the St. Louis Review has special back-in-school coverage in this week's edition. Some of the stories include how St. Gabriel's Band, which dates back to the 1950s, is meeting high expectations under, under the direction of Sister Gail Buckman. Dave Luking has a story how educators are taking on new roles, and a complete listing shows who is taking on those positions across the Archdiocese. Dave also catches up with some of the students of the former John F. Kennedy High School, and how they are finding a very welcoming home at Duchenne High School. 
These and numerous other articles can be found in Back to School on the St. Louis Review website or your September 11th edition of the paper. Want to take part in a devotion in motion? Jennifer Brinker writes about St. Mary of Victories hosting the first King to Queen Rosary Run scheduled for the weekend of October 6th through 8th. The run will begin at the Old Cathedral and end at St. Mary of Victories. James Hooper, parishioner of St. Mary of Victories, said they want to bring attention to the historic church in St. Louis, but also want it to become a center for evangelization in our city. St. Louis Catholic schools are responding to the relief efforts for Hurricane Harvey. For students at St. Norbert School in Florissant, they started with a video on Facebook by offering a friendly challenge to neighboring students at St. Ferdinand and St. Rose Philippine Duchenne to collect change for Hurricane Harvey relief efforts. An invitation was extended to the North County Federation of Catholic Schools. Jennifer Brinker has more on how the collection efforts by the students throughout St. Louis Catholic Schools has only just begun. And finally, historic Greenwood Cemetery in North St. Louis was overgrown, but thanks to a youth group from Chicago and a Labor Day weekend service trip, loved ones can more easily honor the lives of those buried. Joe Kenny has a story, and he joins me in just a few minutes to share more about Greenwood Cemetery, which first opened in 1874. There's a look at what is happening around the Archdiocese of St. Louis. Remember, for these stories, events, and more, visit stlouisreview.com and archstl.org and follow the Archdiocese of St. Louis and the St. Louis Review on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Thank you for listening to the Catholic Gateway Podcast News Update for the week of September 11th, 2017. Before we get to my interview with Joe Kenny, here's an evangelization tip from Michael Horn in the Office of Laity and Family Life. Today's evangelization tip of the week is about letting Christ win. Family gatherings at any time of the year, whether Christmas, Easter, or other holidays, are times that we would like to be filled with joy and peace with loved ones. However, often we find ourselves in conflict with these friends and family members during dinner or parties. When we find ourselves in these situations, it is vital to remember that our goal is not to win the argument, but to teach the truth in love, to radiate Christ's truth and love to others. Refraining from a harsh statement, even when it seems like the perfect comeback, can be invaluable for converting hearts to Christ. So this year, at your many celebrations, listen to each individual and speak the truth in love. Don't try to win the argument. The real victory is the conversion of a soul to Christ through his grace found in our love. Labor Day weekend is usually dedicated to not doing labor and not doing things physical, you know, being able to relax a little bit. But the long weekend does lend itself to being able to do some extra projects or maybe for uh, students to get away a little bit. And both of those were on display this past Labor Day. And Joe Kenny with the St. Louis Review, who's here with me. Yes. You have the story. I sure do. uh, What are we talking about here? Well, there's a youth group from uh, suburban Chicago, and they came down in June, and they did three different projects on a mission trip here. They did uh, work at the, c- the cemetery, um, uh, historic African-American cemetery in uh, nor- north of, in very north county. And then they also worked at a food pantry and at a parish in North St. Louis. They were so touched by the work being done at the cemetery, which had been overgrown o- through the years. It had been abandoned. And now there's a, a couple 
uh, who are really working hard to clean it up. So they they decided they'd come back on Labor Day weekend. So they brought another dozen uh, kids and some of the uh, adults with them. Yeah, it's a really cool story here. Um, and I'm amazed, having not been to this cemetery personally, the picture that um, that's in here shows just how overgrown this is. I mean, this looks like it could be a, a field out in, you know, the rural part of, of the archdiocese. But here it is. I mean, this is in the in the city, and it's so overgrown that this guy's whacking away at the weeds, and uh, yeah, it's it's really there's a headstone there. You know, it's like really remarkable. Right. The one teen he was using a sickle to cut down weeds, and they were uh, almost twice his size. And at one point, he found a headstone of a one and a half year old, and so it was really meaningful what what they'd done. So, Joe, how did the cemetery get to this point, though? Well, it's Greenwood Cemetery, and it was owned by a, a German family, uh, several gener- a couple generations of it. And then uh, they uh, let go of it somehow and had some other owners. The last owner was a gentleman who bought it, hoping to get some of the burials from a cemetery that was being abandoned because it was being taken over by the airport expansion. But that man did not get the contract for those burials. So he didn't have the money to keep up the cemetery, and it, it went downhill pretty quick. Well, that's very interesting. You know, obviously, you want to take care of cemeteries, and, and Catholics do a really good job of this. We're, we're blessed that that's sort of one of the things we, we take care of is our cemeteries, and, and we have the resources to do that. Not everybody does, and so it's important to take care of cemeteries regardless. But like you said, it's a predominantly African-American cemetery, and, uh, and there's a, so there's a lot of history there, and uh, it's really a way to sort of— um, uh, get past maybe some of the divisions we have going on right now. A way to, you know, these kids can really do something meaningful um, to, to help maybe heal some of those divisions, right? Right, definitely, especially with the Confederate statue uh, experiences we've had recently. It's just a nice a, a nice counter to that. Yeah, it is a nice counterweight. Um, well, you know, if, if you're interested in, in helping and in cleaning the cemetery up, there is information in the in the review. This is, uh, we're referring to the um, September 11th through 17th, 2017 edition. And the story here is under the headline, God's Hands Reach from Chicago Area to Cemetery Here. And this is, this is a thick paper this week, so there's a lot of stories besides the cemetery story. There's a whole um, back-in-school section, and Joe, you also had a couple stories about the back-in-school section. Um, one, um, about a, uh, the band at St. Gabe, Gabe's yes, in South Saint City. Yes, St. Gabriel, yes. Um, so explain that, and then you have a personal connection that I want to hear about. So what's, what's the story here? Okay, well, the, it, this, when I did last uh, spring, I did a story on St. Dominic uh, High School's jazz band, and they performed at the National Catholic Educational Association Convention, but also St. Gabriel's performed there too, and both of them are really outstanding. Uh, when I interviewed the uh, director of this, the St. Dominic Band, he said, well, you really have to do something on St. Gabriel's because Sister Gail is just special. She's, she's been a mentor to a lot of the other uh, band people in St. Louis. And so uh, I decided to do that story. But I have a connection because I played in the band at Our Lady of Sorrows when she taught there and led the band there. And we won't say the year because we don't want to give well, anybody's ages away. I'm having my uh, 
uh, grade school uh, class reunion this weekend, and it was a 1971 graduating Okay, class well, you did say 90, Okay, there you 90 go. kids, oh, 92. Wow. 92 kids in our wow. graduating class. Yes. Wow. That's a whole school now. Yes. <laughs> Goodness. Well, um, so fun fun story there, uh, and, and obviously neat for you. You know, the, the personal connection didn't make it into print, but it's nice to be able to share that here. You also had a story then on the new edition at Koryezu, uh, which from the outside, at least, I'm sure it's the same on the inside, looks bright and shiny and uh, and very cool. So tell us about what's going on on the inside of that edition. Yes. It's, uh, they have a, a commons that connects the school uh, to the new edition, and uh, right at the cafeteria. And the Commons doesn't have its furniture in. Well, they're supposed to get it in this past week. Uh, but it's a really nice area for kids to gather, for to do some homework together, and uh, maybe for the teachers to come out and help them with something. It's just kind of a – it has a – I thought it had like a more college atmosphere to it. Yeah. And some of the other uh, uh, private Catholic and, and the Archdiocesan high schools have done some things uh, recently, uh, Rosati Kane and Ursuline and some others. So it's not completely n- different, but it's it's really on a, on a high scale. Yeah. So what are some of the resources they have then in there? Uh, there's uh, um, some different types of classrooms and things, right? Right. The big thing is the the new gym, and uh, um, they can use that in a number of different yeah. ways, two different courts. So that's the thing that, that people really see cool. most uh, most often. But also they have four classrooms that are tailor-made for technology and the style of learning that is collaborative that, like I said, is a little more college-oriented. Yeah, that's really cool. And uh, great to see our Catholic schools really embracing uh, you know some of these trends in, in education and really trying to provide that best education yeah, that, that we can. And I found that Catholic schools, they provide a uh, education that is kind of seamless when kids go to college. Mm-hmm. It's an easy transition, at least it was for, for my own kids and for myself. Yeah, that's great. Well, Joe, you're doing great work for the St. Louis Review. This edition, the September 11th through 17th edition, is a big one. And uh, lots of great stories here, especially that back to school or back back in school section. So make sure to check that out. Or you can read it online stlouisreview.com um, and, uh, and get all the stories there. So, Joe, thanks for coming on the Catholic Gateway Podcast today. Hey, no problem. Week. And uh, thank you for listening to the Catholic Gateway Podcast. I'm your host, Gabe Jones. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Catholic Gateway Podcast. We always welcome story tips and ideas for the podcast. Just send them to communications at archstl.org. That's communications at archstl.org. Make sure to connect with us on social media to stay up to date with what's going on here in the Archdiocese of St. Louis. You can find us on Facebook. Just search for Archdiocese of St. Louis. We're on Twitter, at archstl is our handle there, at archstl. And we're on Instagram, at catholicstl. And you should follow the St. Louis Review there on Facebook, also Twitter and Instagram under the handle at St. Louis Review. That's St. Louis Review. The Catholic Gateway Podcast is a production of the Archdiocese of St. Louis. I'm your host, Gabe Jones. We hope you'll join us again next time here in the Gateway to the West, the Rome of the West, Catholic St. Louis. Catholic St. Louis.